1: And I am Nicolina. And we are joined with a very special guest on the podcast today, one of the hosts of the We Watch Wrestling podcast. We have Vince Averill on the show for you today, everybody.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much for joining us. So what have you been doing in your quarantine? What's Um, going
2: on? You know, uh, stayed pretty well locked down actually have not really gone or done much of anything uh but uh just recording the podcast and um a couple other projects um uh, for if anyone listening is into hardcore punk i have a new seven inch out uh, from a band that i just did called pilau um on the label yeah I've, i've had a label called capsule records for for a long time but um but generally you know can't can't travel for wrestling shows, can't tour manage. So just, uh, sitting at home and uh, like everyone else for the most part, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I hear you. I remember at the very beginning spending probably the first three months just locked in my home unless yeah. I had to go yeah. get groceries. I, I did and, that before. Uh, yeah. Well. Just not a fun time <laughs> for anyone right now, but, uh, yeah, I guess Canada's in a little bit
0: a of little a different, bit. of a different, uh,
1: where
2: you are. <laughs> maybe you guys didn't spend as much time denying it at the front end, and so it's uh, yeah improved a little quicker. But uh, are you you're in Toronto or nearby?
0: nearby? Yes, okay. yeah. we're we're in Hamilton, which is quite close I've to Toronto. Been to
2: Hamilton many times, nice because uh, I'm I grew up in Detroit, and then from because of hardcore, I would go to shows in um, Hamilton, and there was another Guelph, maybe some Guelph? town. yeah, yeah.
1: I wonder like what What, venues, like when, when, Oh,
2: this would have been like, uh, this, I'm an old man. This is, this would have been like, um, you know, probably 92 to 98 or something, you know, there's actually a very, um, sort of, um, I, I guess famous isn't the word, but a band called chokehold that was from, is from Hamilton, which was a big band. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We were in the scene. Yeah. We were very into later. Oh, just after. Okay. (laughs) yeah 2006 ish yeah. like 2002 to 2006 okay.
2: yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: like I had a lip ring uh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was long gone by then, that but...
0: made me in the scene uh no, <laughs> that's no also, tattoos that's though. really cool it's always very
1: cool when people know what we're talking about when we say we're from hamilton yeah. so yeah and the,
2: well the first band i ever did was grade which was a band from not toronto you know, my but very near
1: loves them my husband <laughs> yeah. loves them yeah. loves them yes yeah. Very,
0: very interesting. Funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very so funny. I
2: have some history in Canada over there.
0: Cool. Um, so obviously, you've been impacted day to day with with things, quarantine, but mental health, everything. You're feeling like okay, or are you doing anything specifically to help? Kind of get yourself in a you know,
2: I think that I think one is that you know, my wife and I were very lucky in that the work that we do has just continued sure. and um so then outside of that i think you know uh it's a, it's a therapy household but then also um physical activity you know uh seems yeah. to be pretty valuable and then just not uh reading um the internet as much as possible <laughs>
0: social media it's it facebook the yeah the, i'm a the i'm post. a doom scroller i yeah, i don't yeah, i do yeah, not yeah. do that out of stop
1: but anyway <laughs> it's hard
2: not to it's hard not to but it is it, it can it can be very beneficial if you're able to somehow you know at least do it less or something you know maybe
1: yeah i uh just had this conversation with my mental health professional where i was like i'm at this crossroad where like i really really want to stay informed mm. like there's a big thing happening on November 3rd and like I really want to stay informed but I also want to cry every time I hear a certain person's voice who's in charge of your country sure
2: so
1: it's, yeah it's upsetting I think
2: I, I really think the move is to just instead of reading like the links that you're fed from your Twitter or Facebook it's to find a source even outside of out of you know like the Guardian or a, a a news sure. source that's outside of the country
0: yeah, yeah i of, agree with that. you know yeah, that's a good, good advice that's there actually, yeah. 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 yeah yeah
2: it's not going to be awesome. that much less scary but it at least we'll you can sort of be, <laughs> be like, a little
0: less biased yeah, yeah yeah just feel like
2: you're at least getting the straight shit maybe as, as straight as it can sure. be but
0: yeah yeah damn. for sure <laughs> um okay so i guess we can move on to our astrology talk okay. i'm yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little nervous to ask about it because uh-huh. i know that a lot of I don't want to be sexist here in any way, but a lot of men, including my boyfriend and uh, others in my, you know, circle, (laughs) they kind of cast astrology aside and I I really couldn't care less, Uh, but uh, they laugh about it. But then the minute that I talk about it or talk about my personal, you know, say my horoscope, they're like ears to the to the wall about what, and they're like, "Oh yeah, that's weird that that's kind of coincidental." So, what is your take on astrology? Um, Does does your wife listen, like, look at astrology at all? Do you share anything like that?
2: No, I I think I think that I don't I don't sort of prescribe to it at all. But I don't, um, shun it. Yeah, I'm not mad about it, and I don't really, you know, if someone else does, or you know, like there are things some, you know. Eastern medicines or things that I don't always dig on that I know other people do. And if it, and if they think it helps them, then that's, that's fine. Right. It has nothing to do with me at that point. So, um, yeah, I won't, I won't say that I've never (laughs) scoffed at it, but I don't think that I'm, (laughs) in a place now where that's where I'm trying to come from. It's more just like, you know, I'm open to, I'm open to all of it. I, but I don't generally look at it for any guidance, you know?
0: Yeah, for yeah, sure. So for you're not sure. reading your, your horoscope, horoscope on a daily or getting your natal chart.
2: No, but right. I will say that if, if it's in front of me, right. If I'm like flipping through or some, for some reason <laughs> yes. it lands in front of me, I, I always read it, you know, I've never it's always like, kind of fun. yeah, I want to at least see what it says, even if it's, you know, but, but yeah, I don't, I don't seek it out.
1: Well, astrology out of the way, do you have any paranormal experiences or anything spooky ever happened to you? Um,
2: well, I will start by saying that I don't I don't dig on spooky shit and I don't like to spend a lot of time Welcome
1: to our podcast. <laughs> I don't
2: I don't like to think about it too much because it does sort of play on my mind, but the, I've had a couple experiences. One, um, I've I've seen a UFO before with oh. some people um when i lived in new york and um again it was it aliens i don't know i do know that it was something i can't explain which is you know up in the sky um it was a pretty i guess what i've come to find out is a sort of a classic um sighting which is it was like three orbs that were in a triangle shape the orbs were spinning and the shape was spinning but the whole movement of the thing was so unnatural uh-huh. You know that you couldn't uh-huh. help but be like. I mean, everyone that was standing there was like me and three or four other people, and everyone just was just going, "What the fuck? What the fuck?" You know. Oh um. And then it sort of just sh- either it either disappeared or shot away. It it the, the, it was so strange that I don't think it, I was able to tell for sure. It was just gone, whether shot away from us or just disappeared. Okay. But um. And then the other thing, a couple of years ago, I was up at an old farmhouse in the sort of upper middle part of Michigan the lower peninsula. And, um, the guy who owned it was there initially with us. He was a buddy of the friend I was with and he sort of, you know, laid it out for us that, you know, he thought, um, Something might be going on there. And he was showing us some photos, like old photos of people you know, who had lived there and shit, which is always creepy. And so uh, on like the third or fourth day, my the guy I was, it was just the owner left. And it was just me and this buddy of mine. And he had gone out to deer hunt or something sort of in the afternoon. And so I was upstairs, which, you know, it's like an old farmhouse. So it's like, you know, you, um, when you go upstairs, the bedroom, it's just like a little square. And then off of it are these like little rooms. And so I was in like just walked into the bathroom and I heard like a moaning. Um, but the strange thing was it was like, it was a pleasurable moaning you know, which is kind of strange, right? It was not like a pain, <laughs> like, uh, you know, you didn't, it, wasn't, it
0: wasn't like a, a creepy, like spooky moaning. It was right. like a, it was th- something that you could tolerate. Yeah.
2: I mean, I'm not going to say it was like, um, you know, sexual or something, but it was definitely like the moaning was not like a, a bad thing.
0: Like happy-ish.
2: I guess. Yeah. And okay, so, so
0: I don't know what, what's the word? Well, that like, I, yeah. Like, an like an maybe, massage. maybe like, yeah, a, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah.
2: A mouthful of spaghetti or something. Right. But yeah.
0: Like, oh, mm, so,
2: <laughs> so I like poke my head back out of, you know into the like square of the, the upstairs sort of like what the fuck is that and <laughs> and I went back in and I sort of heard it again and then I just hit the bricks I just went downstairs and was oh, like fuck this God. and um, I was to tell my buddy <laughs> and so subsequently he had told me one that like the guy who owned it had told him about this like bed sitter who would come where you're like on the bed and they come and sit and you oh, feel them yeah, sit on yeah, the bed yeah, yeah. And so that had happened. And then um, uh, the owner also had thought that he maybe had taken the spirit with him back to his house down in the lower peninsula because he said that at some point some shit at his house had kind of gone haywire, like flipped some shit off the walls or whatever. And he was sort of convinced that maybe a spirit from the house had gone home with him, which is
0: followed him, yeah. Which is yeah,
2: why I like, you know, because I, I don't know what I believe or don't believe, but I just figure it's best to not even like sometimes like talking about, I, I don't need anybody follow me home. You know what I mean? I don't, yeah, I don't you want to open
0: up that, that to, to letting them in. Yeah. for sure. I don't sure. want no,
2: no trouble uh, at the crib. What's going on here?
0: Oh. Gotta, uh, it's My just wants here. the attention. Yeah. <laughs> My dog was kitty. also
2: doing this that is, uh, earlier. This is Elvis, and he is um
0: oh, Elvis. causing a little disruption <laughs> Everyone,
2: here. Everyone, apologize. Uh,
1: the cat has yeah. entered I mean, the with people who are jealous that we are video chatting with Elvis, right? He's, now. A, yeah. is, yeah, <laughs> he's a very,
2: very famous cat. animal. Yes, yes, yes. So he's, <laughs> it seems like he's settled in here for the moment, so we'll let him do his thing.
0: <laughs> oh, um, I love it.
2: But um, wow. yeah, so that those are the two experiences that I've had um that I would denote as being oh well let me let me actually do one more that I don't know um one time I was in um Buffalo New York Mm -hmm. actually for a hardcore show and so I was like sleeping on someone's floor after and it was a thing (laughs) (laughs) where I like um in my dream a glass was falling and then Mm -hmm. when the glass broke a glass had actually fallen in the kitchen and broken
1: no. Okay, which is I
2: don't
0: like that, yeah. so that, it, is was, that is very spooky. That is very spooky. It was strange, it's interesting. That's interesting because That's there yes. was no
2: way there, it, like, it wouldn't have been possible for me to somehow realize that there was a glass, like, just no. the way I was you know positioned or whatever, you know. But no,
0: That's, yeah, unless you had like some sort of psychic abilities that yeah. <laughs> are unexplored <on, on> <laughs> and have not
2: uh returned at any moment, not since, returned yeah.
0: at all, yeah. No, <laughs>
2: one and done sure. on that front, yeah. But
0: wow. Oh geez.
1: Yeah. This UFO story definitely creeps me out. It's one of my biggest fears as UFOs, like more than ghosts. <laughs> yeah. And uh uh it just made me think of just something funny. I don't think I've ever told it on the podcast before actually. When please, I was please a child. So I was terrified of aliens coming to abduct me to the point where my parents (laughs) took me to a doctor Mm. and they tried to prescribe me medication. So (laughs) it was great. Um, so one night I was sleeping and I woke up and my dad is in my room staring out of my bedroom window and, uh, he was sleepwalking and I obviously did not know this. And I was, so I whisper, yell, dad, what What are are you you doing? doing?" Mm -hmm. And he was like, don't you see it? There's a UFO right there. And I (laughs)
0: When I tell you, oh no, oh, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah. no! Year
1: after that, I would wait until the sun started coming up, and then I would yeah. go to bed. There's I no dosage excited. for
2: that, right there. I'm no,
0: no dosage.
2: <laughs> I think it was helpful that it happened to me in Brooklyn, New York. Like, had I yes. been like out in any kind of rural area, it probably would have been a lot scarier. Instead, it was just like, what sure. the fuck, you know.
0: Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Like, and probably in adulthood, right? Right. Definitely. And maybe able to rationalize or <laughs> find some you know, yeah. logic in the, in the experience. I find it interesting that you saw it with more than just yeah. yourself. Sure. I feel like those things always happen alone. And then you're like, no one's here to back me up. But
2: I also, yeah. I felt good that a friend who I had known, you know, since I was a little kid, when I, when I told him, he was like, you know what? When you said that you saw a UFO, then I knew. That that there were UFOs or whatever. He was like, I, like right. you would not have like. That's not something that you made would that have. Up. Yeah, made up or 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 like. Yeah, yeah, for
1: so
0: sure. You were a very trustworthy.
2: Right, at least like, as, as it pertains to UFOs, you know.
0: Make this
1: up for attention, right? Uh, yeah. Which I've, <laughs> at I've at said multiple times.
0: <laughs> I like having people who are not or not really open about paranormal stuff, and or don't really talk about it, or don't really look for it to talk about their experiences. Cause I find them to be the most authentic yeah. mm-hmm. myself included never really was into it. And then things happened. And I was like, well, fuck, yeah. um, that didn't seem like it was normal at all. Um, uh, my same with my boyfriend had him on the show and he's, he still like, doesn't think that it, that, it was that real, they, he no, he thinks it's real, but he doesn't <laughs> think that paranormal events occur outside of that one isolated uh, event. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Um but anyway, yeah. So um I don't know. Do you want to talk about yeah, wrestling? I, I wrestling paranormal wrestling.
2: <laughs>
1: Actually, I found some paranormal wrestling
2: stories. Oh wow, you. okay, great.
1: Yeah. Oh good. I'm excited. It seems like you haven't. Let's check it out. <laughs> I, I don't I don't think
2: so, but maybe maybe I'm misremembering. Let's find out.
1: So there's a wrestler, and I'm sure you know who this person is, but he's one of the most popular wrestlers of all time, apparently, and his name is Rowdy Roddy Piper. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay, so, he, so he is considered a living legend to fans all around the world. Although he's
2: dead he, now, but yeah, <laughs> so oh, great. so he's a legend so a now, legend. <laughs> just a legend, yes. yeah, 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 or yeah. <laughs> just a
1: legend. Sure. But so this story actually contains two dead legends, then two wrestlers. Okay. Um. So he had a paranormal experience, and he had said that the experience wasn't only like it, it didn't only have the greatest impact on his life; it also saved the lives of his family members. So I don't know if you know this, but he is Canadian. Mm -hmm. He was born in Saskatoon and he didn't have a very good family life. He said that that his um, family grew up with not a lot of money and his parents really didn't have a lot of patience for him. Mm -hmm. So when he was 12, he left home and he was living on the streets and that's when he learned how to box and then led into wrestling. And he, it was really an accident that he got into pro wrestling because somebody just didn't show one of the pros just didn't show up for a wrestling match at the Winnipeg arena. Mm-hmm. So the promoter came up to him and said he'd pay him $25 to wrestle. But if he went, he was going to lose his amateur status because it's a pro event. Right. Okay? Yes. But he went anyway. Um, he fought against a guy named Larry, the ax Hennig. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Who that's I do. Yeah. <laughs> awesome (laughs) for people who know
2: mr perfect that's mr perfect's dad Mm
1: -hmm. oh cool okay i don't but i'm sure some people will listen to this who do um and to this day it remained the shortest match in winnipeg history hennig took out piper in 10 seconds Mm -hmm. and after the match the promoter came to talk to piper piper thought he wasn't going to get paid because he did so badly but the promoter thought he did a great job and he offered him another spot and so this is how his career started Yeah. he didn't, again, he didn't have a family and he said that he was desperate for one. So he filled this void with wrestling. Mm-hmm. And then at 22 years old, he met another wrestler who was the same age and his name was Adrian Adonis. Yeah, yep. They, yep. they became best friends. They considered each other brothers. So both of them obviously become very famous. Uh, even though in the ring, they were enemies in real life. They were each other's chosen family. And then in 1984, Piper says that at the time, it was called WWF. I believe now it's WWE. Right, yeah. um, he, they used to do a three-week, like a three-week stint of television in Poughkeepsie, New York. And Piper described it as three weeks of hell. He um, had just had a daughter, and the pressure of traveling was really getting to him. He wasn't getting along with any of the wrestlers who were there, and he was just generally having a really bad time. And one night he has like a major freak out. He's throwing chairs around the arena, not during a wrestling match. (laughs) So like it wasn't part of the show. And um, Adrian ended up coming up to him and he's basically like, you know what your problem is, man? You need to buy a house because you never had a place to call home. And I guarantee you, you're going to buy a house and you're going to settle down and things are going to be great. So within two months, Piper buys a house and he says Adrian was right. So, a little while later, Adrian Adonis was in Newfoundland, and he was driving home from an event with three other wrestlers in the vehicle. And um, whoever was driving the vehicle, had they think he swerved to avoid a moose, but they're not completely sure.
0: Fucking moose.
1: I know. (laughs) They went over a ledge. They went down a rocky cliff, and tragically, every single person in the vehicle passed away. Okay. Um, Things got really bad for Piper after that. He was on the road all the time. He was away from his family, and now... I promise you, here is where the paranormal stuff starts <laughs> to come in. <laughs> so, his family had started calling him and telling him that on the nights that he wasn't home, weird things had started happening at the house. So one night, his daughter woke up and she said that there was a man staring at her. Mm-hmm. And his son would see shadows moving around the room and he would hear things. So his wife was starting to worry and she would call him and tell him what was going on. And it was only happening on nights when he was on the road. Okay. So one night Piper was coming home. Um he was he says he's coming from Coming home from the airport around 6 p.m., he pulls into the driveway, and his son is already outside, and his son is outside just, like, shaking with fear, Okay. Um, and all he can get out of his mouth is that he sees a man in the house, and that as his dad was pulling into the driveway, he saw the man going past one of the windows, um, so there's somebody in the house, obviously, is what they come to the conclusion. Sure. He thinks it's like probably a burglar or to. something
0: at that time. Right. Yeah.
1: yeah. And Piper says that his son was so scared that he could barely speak. So Piper comes into the house, obviously full of adrenaline. Uh, The only thing on his mind is that he's going to protect his family. And he can see that the door is cracked open about an inch. So he's like in a rage running through the house, looking to take care of whoever's in here. Um, And in this house, there was a huge fireplace and two logs had come down in the fireplace and had started a fire. So his carpet had caught fire. Um, and he's like, oh shit, my house is going to burn down. <laughs> so he doesn't think about this man anymore. He puts the fire out. And right after he's done putting out the fire, he looks up and there is a man standing there. Mm-hmm. And he said, all of a sudden it was like a big reveal. It was Adrian Adonis. Okay. Adrian looked at him and he said, hey Rod, I took care of the house for you. So I don't think he started the fire. I think the fire was happening and he was there to protect the kids and get them out of the house or do what he had to do to stop this from happening.
2: Um, Or maybe he's just scaring the shit out of Roddy's family, but he thinks he's just like, like, I'm just hanging out just making sure everything's cool. But they're like, what the fuck is going on?
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Get out of here. For sure. (laughs) But also what's
2: interesting though, is you would think that his family would have known Adrian. Who, who or, he was, Yeah. So, right? so maybe, maybe he
0: wasn't revealing himself, himself totally, fully yeah. to those people. Yeah. Maybe they didn't know him enough. Or just to, like a shadow person, because mm-hmm. when yeah. I saw an apparition, I couldn't make out any facial features. Sure, yeah, like exactly. Shadow okay. of a
1: person. Okay. And I
0: do know that in the interview that he, he was like, honestly, like, if anyone told me this story, I'd be like, yes, "This is he was pure like, this is bullshit." bullshit. Yeah. And he's like, "I've never believed in this this stuff my yeah. in my entire life." And he's like, "I have no I idea how to explain least. this away."
2: Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And he says he stood there for a really long time and he didn't want to leave because he was hoping that his friend would come back, but he never did. <laughs> and really he end, I know he ended his interview with saying that there's no doubt in his mind that his brother was there to take care of and watch over the family in the house that he told them to buy while Piper was on the road and was unable to watch over his family himself. Makes sense and there's my paranormal wrestling Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) that's a good one that's a good one
0: thank you Mm -hmm. I liked it it was good I thought so too so you've you've given us your paranormal experiences do you have a lot of people I find that we have on here their families usually share or kind of pass down some some type of like um not not paranormal experiences but kind of a they mold you to either believe or not believe, or they've had experiences within your family. Do you have that in your family at all? Do you like, does your mom really believe or anything like that or your dad or someone else? That well, you
2: know, is- so no, but I think there's like, one thing is my dad who, so my mom and dad are both past, but my dad, um, was a very like straight shooting like no bullshit kind of guy and so he he was he thought that he had almost spontaneously combusted one time and the fact that he was like saying that was like holy shit like kind of like the way my friend was like well if you said it then it like i i tend to believe him whether whether it was really gonna happen or not the fact that he was like i think i saw this thing about people who spontaneously combust and i think that it almost happened to me one time you know
1: Holy shit. This is something that I greatly fear. Yeah.
2: (laughs) And then the only other thing is, so then my mom passed away when I was young and my sister is like about 11 years older than me. So she was obviously, you know, a bit older when it happened, but I remember her at one point sort of saying that she like thought my mom was at the end of her bed, but because she never brought it up again or I've never really heard about it. I don't know if that was just like, you know, a one and done, I, you know, I don't know what, how, what a
0: dream maybe, or yeah, something. but, yeah. but, yeah. but
2: the, um, but the spontaneous combustion thing has stuck with me, you know, cause it was just so <laughs> out of left field for him <laughs> it
0: Stick with me as well. Yeah. Almost as
2: crazy as the time that he's looking at the TV and Metallica was on there with their haircut. And he was like, that's Metallica. He's like, that doesn't look like Metallica. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking? How do you know who, what, what do you, yeah.
0: I want to know though how do you think you almost spontaneously combust? Yeah, I kind of want so How was, do you reach that?
2: Right, he was at the doctor, um, and he was like waiting for the doctor in the room and he said that he just started to get like so insanely hot, like beyond oh. any sort of like fever or anything, and it just like it just sort of went up and up until it finally like broke and then he obviously right. was still there and he was like drenched and whatever. But that was, that was the story, yeah.
0: Yeah, he was just like, felt like his body was like expanding to a point. But just like, like getting so hot and, and so like, like yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. That's terrifying. Why? My that's God. That's interesting and <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> and The I, thought that like I could one
1: day just be sitting there and just go <laughs> yeah. up in flames is so, so
0: scary. <laughs> it, I feel like there's so many episodes of like CSI and things and just, like an he is like, spontaneously combusted. <laughs> we don't- But that's
2: the thing though. It's not like- I don't think you have to worry about like suffering while you're on fire. Cause it seems like when that happens, you just, there's just a spot where you were. So I think it's just like, boom, right. you know, cause it's like, right. I'm not saying that you need to look forward to it, but, <laughs> but to, to, you know, to worry about being on fire, I don't think you need to worry about it. I think it's just going to happen right. and you'll be gone. It's you know?
1: definitely probably not the worst way I guess to
0: go. Like there are worse ways to well, go. Absolutely. To, to me being buried alive is oh, my, my absolute nice. worst nightmare. Yeah. 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 That's no good. That's- that's terrifying. That's no. That's no good. No.
2: no good. Yeah. No. That's up there for me yeah. for sure.
0: Yeah. Whew. You have cats, obviously.
1: Mm-hmm. Have, you, have they ever? You think they've ever like looked at a wall and you're like, "What are they looking at?" And it's a
0: ghost. Because I do that all the time. There are. Yeah. There, I not trust cats enough to do that. Oh, I do. There,
2: there are. Yeah. There are certainly times. I think when I've sort of been like, "What are you worried about?" You know, and and almost more <laughs> like earthquake because I've seen the videos mm-hmm. like where you see cats. And then an earthquake hits. So, like, yes. if they start getting squirrely, sometimes my sure. brain goes to earthquake. But, but I don't think yes. that I've actually seen them behave that way. And then an earthquake happens. You know what I mean? But, but that's right, like right, my right. usually my main thought. Otherwise, I just assume like, you know, they're just being a cat. You know, but
0: yeah, I don't yeah. give. Them too I feel much like that's a, that's a more of a common dog thing to to look at corners of walls well, for no because I feel like cats do that frequently just and shits and giggles some kind of yeah a spider or whatever or just to fuck with you but like a dog doesn't necessarily just like look at a wall out of nowhere I don't no. know they're a little later when it comes to that I don't know it's I just don't know point
2: I, I point. mean I, d- I definitely I definitely know cats to behave that way but I just don't I think that after a certain point I'm just I just you know I don't give too much thought to like oh it must be a a spirit or something i just sure Sure. it's a light or something
1: apparently gatekeepers of souls Mm. and spirits right so they're they're supposed to protect your spirit okay and if if you like i mean if is that why you have so many cats (laughs) i have have two (laughs) Yeah, well well, there's
2: three over here so be careful oh there you go two
1: two cats and one dog so i've still got three pets but um but i have a friend we you know her but we um have a friend who uh she was trying to astral project and i don't know if you know what that is i don't But she, I didn't know until she told me this story, but she was trying, basically, it's like a deep form of meditation until you can get your soul or spirit to leave your body and basically travel around. And so she was doing this and she was trying for like a couple hours, she said. I would never want to And she started, no, she started feeling it leave and she's like it's working holy shit it is working Mm -hmm. and then her cat ran from the other room full speed into her bedroom and landed right on her chest where she felt herself starting to come out
0: and i was like they're gatekeepers of the soul man They didn't want you to go anywhere (laughs) you ain't going anywhere i was watching insidious and that's uh, that's how i know what astral projection is because the insidious uh chapters are basically uh, all about this astral projection Mm -hmm. and going into like the other world
2: yeah this isn't some kind of mushroom deal right it's just uh
0: no i mean (laughs) uh
2: but i i mean my my grandma she would talk about a cat like trying to suck a baby's breath which would be different i suppose that's like interesting that's that's a negative right the cat's like
1: like it would kill the baby that is more negative oh because like i've i don't have children but i've told my husband if if there was ever a time where we had children please just remember to keep the nursery door closed because cats will just jump into, they'll, they want to cuddle. They're warm. Babies are really warm and they suffocate them accidentally. Oh yeah. I'm sure
2: that's what it, right. Because, you know, my grandma was born in 1907. So it goes back a little ways. And I'm sure there was some explanation, right. A cat jumped in and landed on a baby or something. And it was like, Oh, it it sucked the breath out of it, you know, but yes.
0: And then it just turned into a a myth or a legend or something. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Totally.
0: Thank you so much yeah. for your time. Sorry about the technical difficulties at the beginning. No worries. Uh, and it was great to talk to you. Yeah. So, Here you go yep. I'm uh, really
1: sorry. I'm, I'm sure you're expecting this. I'm a huge fan of your wife. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Love it. I've gone to every Toronto live oh, show.
2: Oh, very cool. Yes, have. yes, yes. That's awesome.
1: And- um, just tell her thank you so much for the awesome content because I love it. Didn't you so, say you tri-
0: you. T- you got front row or I, you tried to get, oh, she I, almost I, got picked for a, oh, yeah, it's- <laughs> a the hometown. Oh, she was in the pit. Yeah. Uh, yep. She wasn't moshing this time. There was but- two of us holding our hands up. I was passed over. Oh no. <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: just- <laughs> well, you know, hopefully maybe there'll be another one someday, you know, another show. Yeah, uh,
0: Yeah. Passed, uh, yes. Live
1: shows. And I wanted to say, like a heartfelt good luck to everyone over in America on November 3rd. I hope that the sanest person wins. Yes, yes, yes. I
2: agree. And I, and I hope, uh, I hope that too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Take care. Thanks. Awesome. Okay. Bye. If you like this episode of paranormal, we need your help. Remember to rate review and subscribe to us on Apple. And if you listen to us on Spotify, go ahead and click the follow button.
1: Even better. You can donate to us on Patreon where you can access bonus content and members-only merch. To support your favorite spooky duo, go to patreon.com
0: paranormalpod. And for show updates and giveaways, be sure to follow us on Instagram at paranormalpod. And remember, stay, stay spooky! This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar!